Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. It's a little later than normal, but happy Tuesday, everybody. Good morning or afternoon. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Osecker. Leah, you sound tired. I am exhausted. There's new been... school and life and quarantine. Ugh. The new normal getting to you. Dude, so my new normal officially started yesterday. Yesterday was the first day of virtual school. And let me just say, I don't work in IT. I don't pretend to know how computers and servers and all that stuff works. I don't know. But I do know that if I were leading, you know, a school district going online, going virtual with, you know, thousands of students logging on at once – Maybe I would have tested it out first. I don't know. Is that crazy? You know, uh, it's (sighs) it's traditionally something we like. A field test. Yeah, we were supposed to start live yesterday. They emailed us on Friday afternoon our logins and, you know, server information of where exactly we, you know, where exactly we go for this stuff. And happy Monday morning, 8 a.m., try to log on and guess what? Nothing. Nope. No dice. So it was extremely stressful. I had two kids trying to log on. My own work server was having issues. So it was just IT nightmare in my house yesterday. No bueno. And then eventually, no. like, you just start keep getting black screens. And you're just like, screw this. And you walk up and you go get coffee. A hundred percent. No, it <laughs> got to I the do. point where I, I was like, you know what? Forget it. Done. Let's have some lunch. Like, I just couldn't do it anymore. You've been beating your head against the table long enough. Absolutely. How about you? Well, how's, how's your week so you far? Know, things are okay. Um, it's been busy. I've got some big leadership and updates and stuff. I uh, just got out of another big meeting. Uh, but things are just busy here on my end. And especially, we had a crazy busy weekend. But before we dive into that. No kidding. Leah. Yes. Did you have your Vanga CBD this weekend to sleep I a little bit? I did have my Vanga CBD. And let me tell you, I am using the hell out of that Vanga CBD balm this week. Um, okay. Are you a little sore you know, after the weekend? I am extremely sore in my upper body. Um, me too. Busy weekend. And, you know, my upper body, my lats, my shoulders in particular are just sore and tired. I haven't used those muscles in months. Same, um, same. From an obstacle I, perspective. So the, the bomb is definitely coming in handy for me. Um, use it every night and actually a couple times during the day yesterday. Um, gets rid of the inflammation, helps muscle recovery, works with the CBD on the outside in instead of just the inside out. So it's kind of like a two-prong attack. 
super helpful. Venga CBD guys, check them out. It's the the sponsor of this podcast. Um, you know, we've sworn by it. It helps with a lot of anxiety issues, especially with things going on right now. You know, we're both a little anxious. We're kind of on end. A little bit, a um, little bit. A little bit. You know, it's helping us sleep a little bit better through the night. Check it out. Code BROCR will save you some cash there in the checkout. Um, great product, great team there for endurance athletes, by endurance athletes. Um, you know, I, I can't speak high enough about the product. Uh, check them out. Uh, as I said, use code BROCR. Without further ado, Leah. Yes. Highlander Assault. Dark, Dark Ages. ages. Dun, dun, dun. I'm so mad we never played... Um, that um fallout boy song and the dark dark Whoa. oh you're right like, i'm so like i i had put it in my yeah. head to play like a million times we dropped the ball on that one we did but we had we didn't drop the ball on a great experience that weekend this weekend no, it was absolutely <clears throat> incredible um we had the incredible honor of emceeing the event jacob and i were on the mics, um, you know, playing the music, having dance parties, sending you guys off in waves. Um, and, you know, I got to say, I think it went really well. You know, for a small local race, we had a good amount of people. We had mm-hmm. a positive venue. We had um, and just a good time. Yeah, um, it was an awesome course um, laid out by Chad and his team. Um, very well marked. Uh, you know, whenever you're talking about nighttime racing, things can always get a little dicey. People, yeah, you don't want people to get lost. Right. Um, especially, you know, in the trails and the hills and the forests and all that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was very well marked. The obstacles were, um, you know, I think they were really well spaced out. And I think, and you know, it was a good, well put on event. I, I'm very proud of to be part of this family. You know, it's it's so cool. And I posted about this last night was the community. And, Absolutely. you know, I, I preached so many times during this race that at the start line. It's if you don't come and be part of this community, things like this die out. You 100%. don't get to have weird stuff like this. And I had so many friends and stuff say, wait, it's a night race. Yeah. Well, how yeah. long is it? Is it going all night? I was like, no, it's it's over at midnight. Yeah, you know, it's we've, we've no got, different than a daytime race, just at night. But it's just at night with headlamps know, keeps it exciting. And you know, I it's think different. one of my biggest fears with this whole COVID thing, you know, and and seeing all these races being canceled, you know, my biggest fear is that people aren't going to come back, and you know, the sport yeah. that we love is going to die out. And you know, this past weekend definitely renewed some hope and seeing some of the amazing athletes that came out it was it was a great race and it was i mean okay so i'm not gonna say like it was super technical because it, it wasn't the most technical because at night you don't want something crazy technical but it was a fast course yep. and we'll, we'll we'll talk about the rigs here in a second <laughs> right well um, i mean I, whenever people complain you know i can't remember who first you know said that to me but whenever people complain about oh you know it's not technical enough or the obstacles weren't hard enough unless you were like sweeping the hauling. podium first place mm-hmm. then really you shouldn't be complaining it was too easy because there's always somewhere you can improve upon so Absolutely. if the obstacles were easy for you fantastic work on your run game if the running was easy for you great work on your obstacle game so you know, it, it's all a matter of balance. For me, I'm not going to lie. I had been running all day, driving mm-hmm. up from Indiana. And I got out there, and I was running. I was like, man, I'm tired now. I don't have my wheels about me. Yeah. <laughs> and, I. Uh, and let me tell you, it was a quick course. 
course. It was a very fast course, you know, and and I definitely I hear you. I uh, want to give a shout out to an amazing um, group of people and an amazing gym up in the um, Chicago Heart area, fit, baby. Heartfit. I want I um, want to talk about those guys hardcore. Right yeah. So Ryan Hart is the owner and founder of this gym in um it's a in Illinois. What it is. You know, I have to so you know, I had high hopes going into it cuz I've heard Heartfit and seen Heartfit, you know, people talking for forever. Um so I went in with pretty high hopes. Um and they were even just well exceeded. I was so impressed with the facility he's put together there. Um, if you're in the Chicago area, you absolutely need to check out the HeartFit gym. Literally every obstacle you've ever seen, thought of seeing, um, in in the OCR sport is there. He has totally capitalized on, you know, maximizing his space available. Did you see this morning? Just this morning, even I saw he had posted something in the group about mm-hmm. how they put they put a um a rig of what was at Highlander up in yeah. the gym to work to work the next month. Absolutely. So it's you know it's full of innovation and you know they run different classes, they run different simulations. Basically it provides every opportunity to practice what you see. You know, one of the obstacles when I showed up there, I can't remember the name of it, Vesuvius, I think maybe. I had never seen before. And I was like, what is this? So like, oh that was that front line last year. So, you know, everyone struggled with it. So we built it. You know, and that's just kind of how they just do it. They just do it. They see something new. And like this past weekend where the rig was giving people trouble, he came back. Okay, let's do that. And here's the thing that I was talking to Yogi about it. It was Mm -hmm. I was like, man, those guys are quick. It's like good for them. And Yogi said it really well from Strong as Oak. Like, yeah, man, those guys go up to a rig. You know, they're not failing it. And that's well, there's no reason to. If you're going to HeartFit on a regular like there's, I mean, I, I can't even put into words, literally everything, everything is there. And what's really cool about it, um, you know, and side note, we're not sponsored by the sponsored by them. We've got no skin in the no, game when it no comes to this, but just total legit appreciation. You know, I personally, what doing to the had, community. absolutely. I've had the experience of training in, you know, quote unquote, ninja and obstacle gyms in the past. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I personally always struggled with was showing up to one of those and being like, okay, well, let's just go fiddle fart on the monkey bars for a little bit. Let's go play over here. Let's go play over there. Yeah, what do I do? Right, without any clear direction or purpose. But when you show up there, they have what's called these simulations. So they create a Spartan sprint super and beast simulation targeted to be ran about the same time that one of those races would be. And it's a full blown, like you do an 800 meter run, then you come back and you do this bear crawl and then you do the twister and then you do this and the rope climb. And, you know, it's a clear set out course map and it's balls to the wall red line, just as it would be in a a Spartan sprint. So great. That's, you know, I see these clusters of community people. Like mm-hmm. we've got a huge following here in Indianapolis with mm-hmm. Train Yard 317. Yep. Uh, great people there. You know, we've got a, and I just think, man, I wish I could be up here more. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm, just, I'm so ate up in jealousy. Like I can't even put into words the jelly I've got. Um, it's awesome. People that it's have great. this at their, you know, at their it's fingertips. Such a resource. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, check them out, guys. If you guys are in the Chicago area or, you know, just passing through, I think your first class is free. 
um, I'm sure Ryan would be more than happy to welcome anyone and everyone to the jam. Absolutely. Great people, great stuff. And then, okay, so then going on about this, mm-hmm. um, let's, so great finishes there from our men yep. and our women. Yep. Um, then let's talk about, real quick, about multi-lap and how this shook down, because there were some questions. So, yeah, Highlander offered a multi-lap option. Um, there's all kinds of people out there who love the supper. Um, mm-hmm. And so we set them off at about 7.10 um, in the evening, right before it got dark. Yep. And it was a multi-lap option, guys, mandatory completion. it got real dark. <laughs> yeah, it was dark, dark. <laughs> it was, like, it it was, was dark, dark ages, for real. Um, but, yeah, so they started off at 710, mandatory completion, um, and as many laps as possible in the evening. And at the yeah. end, the winner with the band, most laps wins. Yep. Uh, for the guys, Jeff Wolschlag, man, came out and took down your boy Dennis, and Dennis crushed it. Dennis Dude, did great. He I need to give some so love. I, I need to give some love to Dennis. Um, Dennis Pape, who is the owner of the training, training shop, shop, who's also one awesome of our dude. great resources. Um, he came in. He's not new to the endurance world. He's been doing multi-laps for about two years now. Yep. Um, but totally, man, threw down, took the lead, I think, on lap two. And two or three, held yeah. it, yeah, held it through the end. And after talking to him, started lap six in the lead and about halfway started cramping up. And that's mm-hmm. when Jeff was able to make his move. Yeah. And it's, I mean, <laughs> we, we say make a move. They'd been throwing down yeah. for three and a half hours. Yeah, they weren't slow runners. I mean, we're they were three and a half about, hours. They were like 18 yeah. miles deep. Yeah, <laughs> they were like throwing out like 30, 35 minutes laps consistently throughout the night so that is a long ball game yeah yeah yeah. so realistically the course was 3.5 miles long yep um you know about 200 gain maybe Maybe. (laughs) the dunes and stuff but Um, it wasn't flat running it was very rolly that was rolling especially on the motocross park yep it was nice i i think the elevation was really really nice i think it was perfectly fine i think the weather was great it was nice and cool at night um, For sure. 21 obstacles, and then mm-hmm. we did omit some for yes. the for the for the, for the elites and the endurance. Yep. Um, you know they had a they had a little putt putt obstacle, which is fun for open waivers, right? For sure, but, and a, and a um, bear crawl one. But when you're in competition. You don't need that. And talking about like the community and doing things for the community and stuff, one of the things I wanted to do when I got out there, I said, okay, I'm just going to go run the course for you. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, okay, well, why? I'm like, well, it's going to give us a ballpark of an idea of what time people are going to be looking at it, what the endurance guys are going to look at it. And I'm going to, you know, point out any things that may be a little bit of question. Right. Um, so ran the course, got done with it, you know, had a good time on it. Um, had a decent time. I was like, okay, you know, a lot of the elites are going to be around 30 minutes probably at night, but you know, that mm-hmm. may change a little bit. We'll see what course conditions look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, you know, let's leave out the putt putt. Let's leave out this bear crawl here. Uh, maybe light up this area a little bit better. And then we get to the rig from race radio obstacles. Once again, a mm-hmm. phenomenal resource within our community here. For sure. Um, another, great another great team, place. Great people. Yep. Um, rig was not easy. Um, but it was it a line in the sand. Yeah, it was. It was It was the second to last obstacle right after that. Yep. You had the bucket carried and then a sprint to the finish. So, you know, the rig was, was right at the end after you're already been redlining, after your heart rate's already jacked up. 
you know, there well, was, it should be unless you're it jogging, be. of course. A hundred percent. And that was something I told so many of the elite guys. I said, the trick is not going to be the rig is hard, but it's going to be if you're at 180 coming up to that, you're going to have to have a come to God moment. Oh and yeah. And pull it together. Yep, for sure. So the rig setup was a square handle to a skinny little short rope to a T-bar to a short fat rope. T-bar. Um, to a mm-hmm. ring to a to slippery a metal nunchuck and then a bell that was strategically placed far and higher. high. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. far and it was high. So you know, it, it definitely required a pull at the end to reach up and hit it. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as I got done with that course, I walked up to Chad and I said, hey, do you want them to kick in the bell? Well, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, we, I, I guarantee you that if I was Jordan Buscemi, I would swing and kick the bell and I'd run. Because mm-hmm. you're going to save, you know, you're, you're going to save 20 seconds there. Yeah, I mean, and not even just a time saver, a grip saver. You know, you're talking about mm-hmm. a rig that has no opportunity for tying off and resting your hands. It's yep. all upper body and difficult grips. So any opportunity to skip one or two at the end and just hurl yourself at a bell, you know, I'm personally going to take it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I did see a lot of those guys that had the wingspan enough to bypass stuff and go straight to the bell and get a big swing. They would do it. Yeah, that very last slippery nunchuck was causing a lot of people some problems. And so some mm-hmm. of those taller guys were definitely just building up some momentum on that ring and just hurling themselves at that bell. Yeah. So so here's here's where we get to have a little bit of a discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. rigs. Mm-hmm. I was when I walked up to that rig, I said, you know, you're going to have a 20 to 15 percent failure, 20 mm-hmm. success rate on this obstacle. Mm-hmm. And Chad was like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've worked with Adrian before on stuff and he wants mm-hmm. to see over a 33% success rate on a lot of stuff right. at OCRWC. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he strives for higher than that. He goes 40 to 60. He told us. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Um, I think was a 30% failure rate then. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't want more than 30% people failing at, at world championships. Okay. He, he strives for more than half completion. Okay. So question for you then, was mm-hmm. the rig too hard and what did it need, what needed to be addressed on it? So, you know, as you know, you were standing there when I got there, you, you had arrived first. Um, and then mm-hmm. I came by and saw the rig and I talked to, to the, to the race directors. I talked to Chad and everybody there and I expressed mm-hmm. my concern and, you know, I, I told them, I said, I think that the rig is too hard for the females. Um, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't want things dummy down for girls. I'm not sitting here like, you know, trying to get the easy way out, but I'm also realistic on just differences in body type. I'm realistic in differences of strength. And while I'm all about raw, raw female power, there's also something to be said about, you know, right. Uh, well, yeah, I'm 410. Co- co- coincidentally, the podium, I don't think any of us were high, were taller than like five or five one. I think yeah. we were all tiny, tinies. But, 
you know, my concern when I saw the rig was specifically the fact that, yes, it is all upper body, which is traditionally harder for female athletes than the male mm-hmm. athletes by not having a tie off. Um, and then to have that bell at the very end, I expressed concern and told, you know, told them that I did not believe we would have a full podium of completed females. And that was kind of my question is, do we want mm-hmm. to, is, is the goal to have a full podium for men and women with hundred percent completion? Right. And I think, you know, Chad had decided that uh, obviously that would be the goal that he would prefer it to be a full podium of finishers, but if not, then he would go, you know, kind of how Savage does and go down to the non-completers first um, mm-hmm. after that. And so true to form, that's, that's what happened. Um, the, the men, you know, some struggled, but, you know, the, the top elites were able to get it. Um, but yep. from the female side, there were only two women um, that were able to complete the rig entirely. And the rest of us failed. So yep. the third spot was actually me. Um, and <clears throat> because I was the fastest non-completer, you know, which... <clears throat> that's all i gotta say about that it is i know i know i mean it is it is what it is so but you know as far as me personally with the rig you know i i i hate to see people you know struggling on it and i've got to give shout outs to the girls that were down at the end until the end until literally get they got kicked off the rig and told absolutely either finish now or you don't get a time um, and there was, I think like three of them that were still were fighting, fighting for down it. there. That's yep. great. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, but absolutely. coming out on top for the race was as predicted. And as he called his shot, Mr. Jordan Buscemi. And we had the honor of talking to him. So we do. Uh, yeah. I'm the Italian stallion. The, I'm just going to give this one out here. The invincible Italian man. <laughs> So we talked to Jordan, had a great conversation, and he actually kind of threw down and, and challenged a big name in the game. So listen to Without our interview ado, and check it out. Let's kick it over. And we are here with the, uh, you know, the legend himself, Captain Italian. Uh, Captain, <laughs> the shit talker, Supreme. I mean, what else can we attach to him? Um, the prettiest man in the room, Jordan Buscemi. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jordan. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys uh, joining my podcast today. Is <laughs> Hey, you you earned it. You deserved it. First place at, at Highlander Dark Ages. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is after yeah. you called your shot, like, you know, Babe Ruth style. You, you basically came out and declared weeks ago that you were coming and you were going to win it. Yeah. You know, I, I cut the course a couple areas. I studied that thing really good, so I knew exactly <laughs> where I was going to make my <laughs> When I posted the map earlier, you're like, all right, all right, I got you. <laughs> Yeah, I know I, can, I, can, I know I can cut the course right here, and then I can cut it right here. So I got to ask you, you know, you you definitely one to, you know, say what he thinks and, and not hold back. And that's fine. <laughs> right. But has your mouth gotten you in trouble? Have you ever written a check that you're, you couldn't cash? Oh, yeah. You know, probably more times than not, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I've gotten in a lot. I've gotten in a lot of trouble in my past. I've got stories for days. Uh, I don't doubt that at all. But yeah, yeah. you still do it. So. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I want to make it. I you got to. Uh, I'm throwing this on the record. I want to get a podcast together here in the next like two months with you and Hunter, and I just want you guys to trash talk for like 20 minutes. Oh man, have, dude. Have you and him <laughs> gone head to head? Me and Hunter, like race wise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, probably like way, way back when. So before yeah. you were the stallion you are now. Oh, I'd kick his ass now. The stallion oh. versus the pony. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the pony and the stallion. You know, we've got to set this up now. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right, all right. All right, so we just got done with Highlander Dark Ages. It was a night run. We, we were supposed to go off at 10 p.m. We ended up going off at 10.30 because mm-hmm. science. But, um, Jordan, this is just not done a ton. Yeah, you've not done a ton of night racing other than endurance. How was it getting hyped up for a 1030 at night race to throw down? Now, this is a three and a half mile course. You did it in under 26 minutes, 2511. Mm. How do you get like, did you pump some Viagra? What what was the deal? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, dude, when we were talking earlier, you weren't supposed to tell anybody that. (laughs) (laughs) no i don't think the the nighttime really bothers me at all i mean i'm a i'm a night owl as is and i get that from my mother yeah Mm -hmm. my dad has the superpower of sleeping and then my mom she's got insomnia like crazy so that's me i'm up i'm up you know i have trouble sleeping and stuff so nighttime is i'm like the kind of guy that like does well at third shift jobs and stuff like that you know so Okay. Now, the podium from first to third was only separated by, like, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, was it like that the whole race? Did you – were you playing with them? or You were guys you look like close struggling? on the rig. Yeah, man. You know, it was – no, it was tight. It was tight from the get-go. I had a few mess-ups in the race, but nothing that really, like, uh, you know, completely sabotaged me, you know. I felt really good on my running. I looked kind of stupid on my obstacles. I'm not going to lie. It's been a while. But it's been uh, well for all of us. Yeah, yeah. But my running is was really good. I felt sharp. I felt good. I felt like I could have held that for as long as I wanted to. Honestly, that pace. Were you nervous but, at all? Did you think like, oh, oh shit? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. I was so nervous for this race. I mean, it's been nine months since I done a, a competition, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, seriously, I have no, I, I had no idea going into this. I mean, I have my my confidence right but you start to lose that confidence when you don't compete you know um, right, exactly you're sure. not regularly in the trenches you're not doing it what you to do yeah well and you know as as much as you've made a name for yourself you know the fact of the matter is is you're not just a pro athlete i mean you're a full-time working father so yep. what has the past several months looked like for you for training um, honestly, for me, it's kind of been, I, I'm, I still train pretty strict, right? But okay. it's more so, um, on like my own terms, kind of like when I want to, um, and like usually during season when I'm really, really competing, like, you know, I have it all laid out and, you know, this day has got to be this, this day has got to be that. But now it's like, Hey, I'll hit a hard day and, um, I'll just recover and then I'll hit another hard day and I'll recover. Like, and just, mm-hmm. it's just kind of when you want to, you know? Mm-hmm. That's well, it's obviously working. Right yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's like a perfect way to do it, but I mean, there's no pressure right now. There's no racing. I mean, like that is just awesome in itself, like not having to 
you know, stress about races coming up or anything like that. Just being able to kind of train and have fun and just do it on your own terms. That's just been what I've been doing, and it's great. Absolutely. So, yeah. okay, so the race realistically, I don't want to, like, downplay them or anything. You know, this wasn't – as far as races we've done in the past, Jordan, we've seen we've seen a whole barrage of shit, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen crazy stuff out on mountains. You were at Tahoe last year in that whole shit storm. Yeah. Um, this is, I would say, a totally runnable course, mm-hmm. um, you know, other than it being a night race. And the rig there at the end was pretty technical, more technical than most rigs that you'd find at a local mom-and-pop race. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was going through your mind here? Um, honestly, I mean, I did, you know, probably like the week before, it was like Wednesday before mm-hmm. I did a grip test just to kind of see like how my grip felt. Like I had yep. this little park nearby and, um, I know if I do like a certain thing on, on these, on this playground that I know my grip is right. Right. So, um, I did that. I did fine. And then I go to the track and I do like a speed type workout to kind of see where my speed is and see if I can mm-hmm. hold it. Same thing. You know what I mean? If I can hit these numbers, then I know I'm in pretty good shape. Right. So three what miles. Is, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say that's a, that's a good question. What, you know, we, we, we hear, you know, pros talk all the time, you know, as far as, you know, what they do for training and what's your tune up look like? Like, how do you test yourself? You know, you're talking about this last minute. I tested my grip. I tested my speed. What does that workout yeah. look like for you? Um, so, I mean, for me, there's a little park, like I said, nearby. So I just jog. It's like two miles away. So my warm up is basically just going to that park. And then it's just got like a variety of, you know, just different things to play on. And I, what I like to do is I like to wipe my hands all over my body. Not only just to touch my beautiful body, but to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to get my hands slippery, you know what I mean? Uh And then I have like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I get my hands all sweaty and then I try to go through, you know, uh, go back and forth. I can, I have to do it three times and it's three different types of grips. Right. And if I can get there and back three times, then I know that like, I'm not going to fail no obstacles. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's okay for grip. Um, that's a good indicator, uh, but at the same time, when you're racing and your heart rate's skyrocketed, it's different than oh, just going yeah. to the park and, you know, um, doing it on a low heart rate. But it's still kind of a good indicator for me. Mm-hmm. And then run-wise, I mean, it, it varies uh, on the type of race. But for this one, typically, um, it's like 300-meter repeats or 400-meter repeats. I mean, yeah, it's a 5K. 20, what was it, like 20 obstacles? 20 yeah, obstacles. about that. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, really, realistically, we're running – like a quarter mile, you know, in between obstacles. Right. So somewhere around there, sometimes a little further, sometimes even a little less. So I try to hit, um, those distances, right. With very, very minimal rest, maybe like 15 seconds rest, 10 seconds rest. And, um, that rest will be either just a slow jog, or, I mean, I'll just be like lunging and then I'll have to go straight into it. And if I can hold, I like to go a lot faster than what I would do in a race. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll do those shorter repeats at like maybe like 420 pace, 420 mm-hmm. mile pace, right? Mm-hmm. And if I can hold that for the distance of the race, like or half the distance of the race, I'm sorry. So like a mile and a half of those repeats at that super fast pace, then I know I'm set to go. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And see, that was one of the big things I thought about this race. So realistically, the majority of this race was pretty straightforward. It, you know, nothing too technical. A good, good wreck bag carry there at the beginning. A few over mm-hmm. under walls, right? Um, the rings, you know, not that long, but something easy. 
Um, but then you get to the rig, and that's just an yeah. upper body knockout. But it, yeah. it was well made. But it was one of those things. If you are chunking, if you were chugging, like I knew you would be at a sub like six minute pace the entire time. You get to that rig, it's a quick come to God moment. You know you've got to knock it out and get the hell out of there. Yeah. But but you got to bring your heart rate down quick enough to to nail it. Yeah. And then yeah. run. Sorry if you guys hear the kid screaming in the background. Oh, you're that's, fine. That's you're right. fine. You know how that is. When you're racing like that and you're redlining, like Jacob says, you know, do you pause and collect yourself or are you just 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 full throttle and just go at it? it I think it really depends on the races. And also, like, if it's mandatory obstacle completion, I'll take more chances. Right. Um, But I still the best thing is always to get through the first time. So I always go a little bit slower, no matter what, like, unless it's like a neck and neck end of the race, like last obstacle, then you're like, you know, then you just got to kind of just take as many chances you can and go as fast as you can. But most of the time, um, I don't take long. I don't like stand at the obstacle, like for like 10 seconds or anything like that and then go. But Mm -hmm. I like to just kind of like stand up, catch, take one good breath and then go and then do the obstacle kind of slow. Like I'm not speeding through it. Like I said, it's, um. It, yeah, so you're exactly. not the reckless one skipping grips and, you know, making making daring uh, choices. No, I mean, there's there's really no point in that in my eyes, unless, like I said, you're head to head with somebody and like you're just battling it out. Like and it comes down to that, you know. Well, and that was one of the things that I told Chad about that. So I made it I made it a big point to run the course beforehand and get a feel for it. And when mm-hmm. I got to that rig, the first thing I thought of was, can you kick the bell? Are we going to allow kicking mm-hmm. the bell? And Chad was like, I don't know. I was like, you need to make a decision right now on that. Because I can tell you right now, if we say you can kick the bell, all these guys are going to rip on that freaking last ring, kick the bell, and they're going to haul ass. Right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, he's like, you really think so? I was like, oh, easily. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and that decision, you know, in my mind was, was definitely a game changer for, for this particular race. You know, we saw people doing their best to adapt for the ladies, for sure. I mean, there was only two of us, you know, two two ladies that that were able to successfully get through that rig. Um, I was not one of them. Um, You know, it was it was a tough, tough bell position. And, you know, even with the men, there was definitely some choices being made. I mean, how many men were flinging themselves from the ring? all the way to the bell, just trying to hit it. So yeah, it was, if you had the wingspan, you could pull that off. Yep. There were some that could, and there were many that I saw just flat on their back. So. Yeah, Absolutely. it wasn't an easy, it wasn't an easy rig by any means. It was, it was definitely a more difficult one. And then somebody coming into it that hasn't raced in a while or hasn't been yeah. doing anything like that in a while, you know, I mean, that it's would good to catch it, him. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is about the, like, I didn't, I feel like, felt like it was a very fair rig, like, there at the end. Like, but it was, it was direct to the point, and it was like a line in the sand. Okay, here's what we're doing. Get it or don't. (laughs) Right, right. So So, what's next for you, Jordan? That's where I was going. Yeah, what else you got coming up? Um, For this year, honestly, um, it's just going to be kind of a, take it as it comes type of year honestly um i would really like to get to the next highlander the longer one that would be fun yep, yep. i mean that's next month yep. but yep. the new baby comes the new baby comes next month too due dates on the 13th 
Yeah, and, well, you ain't coming. You personally. You ain't don't come. Don't come. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't come. Yeah, so yeah, don't come. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll like bring the new baby. Maybe the new baby can come. All depends. It all it all depends on mama. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So now, where do you see things going for you? I mean, you know, whenever you talk about you know personal life stuff and you know babies along the way, you know that can make or break an athlete. And we've seen mm. many athletes, you know. The, the baby's nah, he's a family and, man. He's fine. He's doing fine. Right, but you, you know, you've you've already had two kids while you've been, you know, racing competitively, and it's, you know, you've mm-hmm. kept up with it. Is that still the plan? Yeah, I think it's just is going to take a lot more. Um, uh, I guess, you know, a lot more having to deal with time, uh, in better ways. I guess waking up early, going to bed late, maybe squeezing in tiny little workouts throughout the day, whenever I can, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's definitely doable. I mean, um, and I think I'm for sure always going to compete. Yeah, I will always compete. You know, like, I, yeah, I, there's no way that I'm not going to compete. I, it's, it just makes me happy. I have to compete. Right. It just looks you know? different. It's the thing that I tell people. Like, yeah. yeah. even with like me and Leah starting to do some announcing stuff, like I was mm-hmm. talking to Yogi this morning and you know, I was like, dude, I went out and ran a lap that day. I, you know, I announced for like three or four hours and then I jumped around and tr- jumped into elite and I didn't compete as good as I have in the past. You've seen me compete in the past, but mm-hmm. I also accept where I'm at right now in life. And I'm like, dude, I was mm-hmm. just happy out there being with my friends and shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, sometimes there's something to that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're loving it, it really doesn't matter if you're winning or not, right? If you're just having a good time. Exactly. But and not going to lie, but, I need to be winning. Otherwise, I'm not really happy. You don't seem like though. the kind of guy that's going to be content with just going out and having fun and not not pushing for a podium. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's, that's good. And that's good because that's part of who you are. Yeah. 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 That's and I think good. I just kind of like over through the past, I've, I've done really well, but I haven't, I don't think I've ever really lived up to my potential and that's kind of where I want to go into 2021 is I don't want to really race any big big races until like I have I have this set standard for myself now it's like I have to have this amount of training in otherwise I'm not even going to show up it's there's no point to showing up basically if I don't have this amount of training in and see, that's something that I've always respected about you, Jordan, is like mm-hmm. you look at the national series and stuff and you're like, man, I've never yeah. hung on the regular national circuit. Yeah. And you, you've cleaned up on these, but you know, you respect that enough to give it the honor and respect that it needs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I've had, like, I've had my time and I've beaten some big names and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, but like I said, dude, I don't think I've ever really lived up to my potential. Like the amount of time that I train, um, you know. I, I have to train a lot more if I'm going to be able to hang with these guys at, oh, uh, you know, a world-class professional level, you know? Um, no, and that, so, even beyond that, it's time on the road, like time, yeah, away from exactly. family, time on the road. It's, it's, it's a whole different ball game. It's well, talking about your potential, you know, looking ahead. I don't COVID doubt you aside, potential though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking ahead and, you know, COVID aside and we're back to reality and normalcy, if that ever happens, you know, looking ahead to 2021, what are your goals? What what are those you know Kick races that names. you're looking for? It, no, <laughs> hey, Jacob said it. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> listen, like you know, like I don't want to show up to these races unless I'm ready for them, right? But um, right. I'm 
but the thing is, like, I'm gonna be ready for them. Is where where I'm coming. What I'm what I'm meaning. If you is, show up, you're ready. So yeah, what are like, your I'm eyes? There, I'm with, there's no dick around. Um, you know, like I want to beat all everybody in Spartan. I want to beat all those guys that I just think they're just the best. You know, mm-hmm. I it's just the same old names and same old names and same old names. But for good reason. I mean, they earned it. You know what I mean? They put in the work. They're great athletes. But you know, like, come on. So <laughs> come on. Are you looking at short ass. stuff or long stuff or endurance? You've done a little bit of everything at this point. Yeah. What's what's your favorite? I think um, it's hard. It's hard to say what my favorite is because. I like them all so much. Um, I love the long, long grind, like the long, long grind where you're just like, you're ready to quit, ready to quit. Like, and all of a sudden you got like three more hours and you just, you know, still grinding away and it's fun. But I love the short, fast stuff too, because it's just like, it feels so good to be going fast, like fast, fast. And where you just. You're one of the few athletes. I mean, there's not very many in the sport that are, are able to throw down on the full spectrum of stuff like that, you know, but, but you've, you've done well in the endurance world as well as the short stuff. Yeah. And it surprises me too. Like I just, I surprise myself sometimes. I never thought I was a endurance athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. I come from like a, a sprinting background. Like I was a, mm-hmm. a, a football player. I was a running back and in football right and then I switched over to track and it was like shorter mid-distance 800 meter you know mm-hmm. and then I did a half a year across country and then like then I found out like oh I can go kind of far you know and then mm-hmm. I, the furthest I've ever run was when I was doing obstacle course racing that's for sure um yeah I mean because yeah. you've done you've done some of the toughest right I did one I did one you know okay yeah so We'll see. And that was so crazy. what's, crazy what's awesome. your main A race hope for, for 2021? Where where are you setting your sights? I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. If Spartan World Championship is not at elevation and it's not in freaking Dubai or wherever <laughs> Abu Dhabi. they want to put it. Yeah, Abu Dhabi, wherever they, then it would be Spartan World Championship for sure. Mm-hmm. But okay. um, if if not that, then it would be OCR World Championship. Okay. Where'd you finish at Spartan last year at the world championship there? I think it was 29th or 28th. One of them. Yeah. That's good. But that was always the thing too. Like all these people talk about how cold it was last year and how rough mm-hmm. it was. Here you were out in short shorts. Yeah. You no were shirt, like half naked. work done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all comes with our area, right? I mean, like oh, we, you know what it's like, you know, it's like out here. I mean, I we like have some of the coldest winters around. So that didn't phase me, honestly. The only thing I was worried about was the elevation, and I mean, yeah, that yeah, did its thing on me. But a little bit of a different ball game. Yeah, I I need to get with you, and we need to talk like weird breathing Wim Hof shit, man. Like I really need to teach you some weird shit because I think you would really benefit from this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Jordan, yeah, I keep on telling Jordan myself I'm gonna do that. Boys, yeah, they're the ones in the winter time in the ice lake taking. Yeah, man. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, like this yeah. is my people. <laughs> yeah, right. Some of the crazy peoples, right? Yeah, well, it's it's nice. It toughens you up. Too funny. I like getting out in all the elements. It makes you tough. It really does. It really does. Jordan, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, Anyone you want to give shout outs to or love to? Oh, everybody. No, but I think the main person obviously would be uh, Cassandra. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, yeah. 
that's my rock right there. That girl, she puts up with uh, I'm her. Oh shit. With, I'm her other kid. <laughs> just put it that way. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But no, I just uh, she puts up with me, and uh, I'm a lot to put up with. And so if people aren't already following you and they want to, you know, watch your antics, where can they where can they hook up with you? Uh, they can look at uh, Instagram which is just my first last name, Jordan Buscemi, and it's Jordan with an O, J-O-R-D-O-N. So Jordan Buscemi, that's me. Check it out. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you much, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Invincible Italian man. He's like the ultimate dude bro. Like, when you imagine, like, goofball boys being goofball boys, like, Jordan's the ringleader. Jordan is the Ted Nugent of OCR. He is the Motor City Madman. (laughs) You know, watching his stories and watching him, you know, he just cracks me up. He's a group of Wisconsin boys. And, you know, they're just good dudes. They're just good guys. You just got to know the guys. And they're just they're just who they are. And they're a hoot. It's um, that. Oh, that one guy that he's got with him. I always call him the OCR John Ralphio. <laughs> and like, I I shit you not, you guys. He was <laughs> he was slamming white claws. He gets done with his race, and within five minutes, he has changed his clothes into like designer jeans and a white button-up shirt, and he's smoking a cigar. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and I, those boys are ready to go. They threw down, they, yeah, they cleared house, and then they went and partied. So invincible Italian man. <laughs> Well, no, I we definitely think, there. yeah, it was fun. And I think it's it's exciting to hear athletes, you know, still talking about the fire inside and plans for the future. And, you know, despite having a baby on the way, he's still looking forward and, you know, going to get back out there. So oh, absolutely. And that's just that's the important thing with this community is just getting together, getting getting see, to see each other and just mm-hmm. accomplishing some goals, doing some stuff. For sure. Uh, it's, so what's it's next good to be for back. you? Next for me is getting back up there for um, the regular race here in about a month. Yeah, so regular Highlander um, is September 19th. Tickets are on sale now. Um, yep. Cheapest they're going to be, and you can stack your bro CR code and save even more money. Um, talk to us. Talk to anybody else who was there. It was you know, a great experience. They took all the precautions necessary with masks and temperature scans and social distancing. Um, so, you know, they've already gotten their clearance for the September 19th event. There's no, you know, no worries there. So sign up and we'll see you out there again. Absolutely. Um, okay. So let's dissect Highlander the next race here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's the next big one here on the docket. Mm-hmm. So the way it works guys is there's an eight mile loop and a four mile loop. Mm-hmm. But so you can do the big, you can do the big loop or the little loop. I'm hearing mm-hmm. there's some really cool stuff going on. Yeah, there's some new obstacles coming. New obstacles coming and some new terrain, I heard, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, I, we'll see if they get to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the elites have to do the big loop and then double back and do the small loop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically three different, well, technically four, but three four different races. race options. Um, the short the short loop, the medium loop, or the big loop, which consists of both of them. Or there's also another unlimited – or no, it's not unlimited. It's a set 26.2, yeah, which comes out to a set marathon, 26.2 miles. Mm-hmm. Yep, the King Arthur's Challenge, baby. Three laps of the big guy. 
Yep. So lots of options, distances available for everybody. But this race, you know, is a little bit different in the fact that the elite wave is 12 miles long. Yep. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's fun. We've talked about it before with them. I mean, I think it it separates it. They've got some really great obstacles. They're going to be bringing some new ones for the longer race. So it's definitely not going to just be a repeat of what you just did if you did the Dark Ages. Um, it's going to be going to have a little bigger bit of a and better flair to it. A little bit, a mm-hmm. little bit different ball game here. A little bit more of a beat down, For sure. uh, but still a great time. Good people out there. So, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's get dirty here. If you oh. could change anything about dark ages, what would you change? Lessons learned. Um, you know, honestly, I don't have any changes to the way the event went off. I think it was awesome the only change i would do is scoot that bell down a little bit closer on that rig but other than that i i literally have nothing else negative to say all right the only thing i would change and this is me Mm -hmm. um i've ran a lot of races Mm -hmm. um i would maybe put a few more tiki torches out because it's fun (laughs) especially on the motocross park area yeah, I mean, a little a little more lighting wouldn't hurt. I don't think it was necessarily a, a safety. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is dangerous. Like No, and that's, that's coming from me because I, my, I had a bad race, guys. <laughs> my headlight went out. I messed up my foot. I kind of stabbed the side of my foot with a sword. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we, we got to play with a sword. It was kind of cool. That was pretty cool. But we had, we had a great time, though, and mm-hmm. those guys put on a great event. And here's the thing. That these locals can do like this every single time you get done with the race, they learn something oh, for and sure. they incorporate it into the next race and they learn a little bit and they make it a little bit better. And they learn a bit. I mean, look at Hubie. Oh, for sure. Look at how and that look, event has grown and just made such an amazing thing year after year. And the thing is, it's coming back. It's not giving up and it's right. doubling down on that community that makes it so, so, so special. Absolutely. So uh, one last thing before we sign off. Mm-hmm. It has been called to my attention that we are false advertisers, Jacob. Why? So our intro for years has talked about our secret secret guacamole recipes. And I was called out this weekend that yeah. we have not shared any secret guacamole recipes. <sighs> <We're> get- <laughs> Spoiler for you and my birthday. I'm getting us a new intro. Oh, it's coming. Well, we, it's coming. Well, we need to share it then it's before not... it's gone. Okay, so before the secret guacamole recipe is gone. Okay, do you, do you have a secret guacamole recipe? So I've got the lazy man guacamole recipe, which okay. you know it's simple and it's good and I like it. Um, Talk. So you know, basically three ingredients: avocados, and then some um, Greek yogurt. It's my healthy what? guacamole recipe. Yes, Greek yogurt, plain. Um, guacamole or avocados, I mean, and then some salsa. Mix it up. Easy. Leah, Three ingredients. You are lazy and, it's guac. and weird. You are lazy. It's and lazy. Weird. It's fast. You are lazy but and weird. It's good. It's easy peasy, <sighs> and it's a good. It's a good creamy consistency without your stupid soapy lancho nonsense in there. It's perfect. I don't. I don't love you anymore. I don't. <laughs> I've left I don't you love you anymore. I'm sad. Now, I'm don't get me wrong. If I'm going to make a legit guac, I'll sit there and I'll chop the onions and I'll, yeah. you know, I'll do the yeah. work. But easy peasy, want some guac right away? Three ingredients, done. Leah, there is a reason guacamole costs extra. And you have to respect that. You have Not- to respect that. <laughs> <laughs> if you get a Qdoba, it comes. 
Kidoba doesn't count. <laughs> Kidoba doesn't count. Uh, okay, so me, avocado yes. too. Boom, lime juice. Um, mm-hmm. Right, just enough to splash it over. Um, yep, yep. None of this freaking Greek yogurt crap. Just mince it up really nice. I like a good hearty one. You like a um, chunky salon- one? I like a chunky. Um, put up some fresh tomatoes, half a red onion, cilantro, nope. jalapeno. Lose um, me there. <laughs> get out of my house. Um, <laughs> and then, so a little bit of paprika, a little bit of cayenne. Um, uh-huh, but then uh-huh. the Jacob Bosecker secret ingredient to cooking around the Bosecker household, Tony's Creole seasoning. Oh, and your guacamole? Yes, ma'am. I put that. Ooh, I put that stuff on like everything. Marrying, you know, marrying some some ethnicities there. You, you know, it's Creole. got garlic in there. It's got everything else that I want there. And then, of yeah. course, I put a little bit of garlic in there too. But that's that's me. Right. Right. But yeah, secret guacamole. But also, Leah, this is gonna hmm. be weird. Tell me. There's another thing that I make over this weekend that I made. So. For the people that know me, I really wanted to hang out and party with more people this weekend. I couldn't because I had to jump back in my car, birthday weekend for me, mm-hmm. and hold a fish fry for a friend of mine here in town. Yeah. So I doubled back, and another thing that I make, maybe I'll talk about my secret coleslaw recipe next year. Or should I, Ooh, should I do it now? I got a good coleslaw recipe, too. We'll save that one. We'll save coleslaw? We'll save I make coleslaw. A better, just a fun fact here, I make a better coleslaw than Leah Hensley. Oh, you do, do ya? I do, I do, and we'll, we'll, <laughs> well save we that for like this compare. time next year. Maybe. There you go. Should so we have everyone, a y'all off can make some guacamole and weigh in whether you're team cilantro or team soapy cilantro because it's disgusting. <laughs> and great. we will catch you guys out on the course. No, we're not done. No, we're not. We started the thing the other week, and we're going to do it again. You're going to give a shout out. Oh, okay, that's is, there right. any, is there any people that you want to give a shout out to this week? Ooh, I'm you torn gotta, you on gotta two. You've got to raise up that community. i got to pick Damn one, it, huh? Yes, um, talk about a person. One person. Um. Okay, I am going to give a shout-out to one of my just great friends and personal heroes. Huh? Better be who I think it is. Um. Well, I don't know, maybe. Go. Um. I'm going to give my shout-out to Kelly. Uh, Good Williams. Good woman. Kelly Williams is like my soul sister. Love her to death. Um, She was one of the three girls at the rig at Highlander that if you would have told me to pick somebody that I was putting my money on for that race, Kelly would have been one of them. Mm -hmm. And it just was a little bit too far for her. Um, But Kelly's got no quit in her and she will fight to the death. And she was not leaving that rig until Chad made her leave. So, yep. you know, that spirit just inspires me. So kudos you know, to Kelly. Just to see it in her eyes and just see, like, she wanted it. And she fought mm-hmm. and she fought and she, and she played it wise and smart. And sitting there sure. with Rulo and talking about old Battle Frog days and rigs <laughs> and tough stuff. Yep. It was it was just reminiscent. It was nice. Yep. About you, who's your shout out? Jeff Wolfschlag. Oh, yep. Got Jeff, um, d- dude swinging and swinging and swinging and i i first met jeff in ohio when we were doing the beast there that first came out we were sitting mm. in a hot tub together and just chilling and talking and jeff you can swing hard buddy i'm so freaking proud of you well so i mean it shows the importance of never giving up and oh yeah you know jeff trailed for the vast majority of the race but you know never lost sight of of the prize jeff and kept you chugging know, Yep, when the chugging. opportunity came, he seized it. 
Yep. And that's, I think that's something I want to commend to people because at the end of the day, when you see an opportunity, you take it. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's no, there is no ill thought towards somebody who goes out and takes an opportunity. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, you swing and hopefully you make it. And if you don't, then you learn. So. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's my week this week. Until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We'll see you guys out there. Catch you out there. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Wanna be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.